All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! This show show explores television content that's been available for consumption for quite some time. If a spoiler or two slips into the conversation, well, you were warned. Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. In terms of like preparedness, is that what you mean? Yeah. Because like I, I re-listened to our our Emmy for your thoughts episode, which I, I think was episode eight. I, I said that to Jen tonight. It was uh, I so should have listened to that back to that episode and see if I called anything. You did. You called a couple of things, uh, and we both did. As a matter of fact, and there were other things where we like couldn't have been more off base. Um, in fact, like the person who ended up winning was like our last pick, and we actually went right. up and said that. Um, so I guess we'll just go through top to bottom. All right. And talk about uh, and talk about what we thought about each one. Let's did you watch any of the broadcast? I didn't watch any of the broadcast live. I watched it after the fact. Okay. There was a big, uh, uh, there was a few football games that I had money on that I uh, thought I should watch. I see. You're betting <laughs> and, and, on football well, games? Honestly, I and then I forgot. Right. Like my mom mentioned at, at supper time when I was home at my parents' place, and then I came home and I was like, oh, right, Emmys. Okay, I'm going to have to watch. And then I totally just forgot. I'm not betting on football games. Uh, yes, I am. Okay. But but just like through ProLine, like the Atlantic Lotto. I'm not judging you style yeah i well you could but i would it's it's something that i just enjoy doing so much every football season yeah and uh you do know you, you always just hope you hit it big do you ever make any money i made 70 bucks last week wow so like based on like a whole season do you think you break even or do you think you are a little <laughs> no, in the hole I, I would say last year i spent way more money yeah than, than uh uh one I actually don't don't even really think I won that much in pro line. You just look at that as, as the cost of the entertainment. Totally, I'm doing it. Totally, you know? like I've got like three TV screens lined up. I'm cheering for ridiculous things. It's I'm like messaging all my friends and calling <laughs> them, and be like, okay, so Jacksonville lost. So if this happens and this happens, I'll win like two hundred bucks. Uh, my friend Duncan set us up on a a pool app. There's like an app for for the basketball and NBA like you can have a pool okay and that was like last year that was before i'd watched any basketball right. and so maybe now i'd be more inclined to do that i still would not be in a place where i'd feel comfortable putting money on it right. but i was saying to another friend today actually just about an hour ago like i adamantly want to watch basketball when it starts up again you should i intend to because i had awesome. so much fun like but right at the very end and then it went away for months right yeah so are you gonna follow your calves or <laughs> No, I'm going. Um, I You're think going in a different direction. <laughs> just to spite you and that despite your calves me. thing. Yeah, no, I don't. You, I I don't. I don't want them to be my calves. You gonna be a Raps fan? Well, I think I have to be. I have a responsibility to be to an extent, right? Like, yeah, I, mean, I, I know everyone's... you like the you like the Celtics, but like, do you? Yeah, sure. I'm still always interested in how the Raptors are doing, and I cheer for them, like in the playoffs. And the same thing as the as the Blue Jays. Like, I just feel a little bit more comfortable following the Blue Jays or the Raptors because it's just the controversy is is less intense. This is the problem I have with people who are obsessed with hockey is they're so mean to each other. Yeah, <laughs> there's like Leafs and Habs fans like literally wish death upon each other, and yeah. I don't I, I don't see how that's fun anymore. No, that's <laughs> true, especially in these trying times. I know. Too much hate. I mean, Brangelina is no more. Yeah, I kind of just found out about that today through Instagram. Well, it just happened today. Oh, really? Yeah, it broke oh, at okay. like 11 o'clock this morning. Wow. She filed this morning citing irreconcilable differences, and now wow. they have to legally separate their first names. So, right, Brad and Angelina now. So, who gets the 20 kids? She's She is making an effort to get sole custody. So, yeah. clearly something like, something a little bit... Do you think he cheated? I don't know if he cheated. The rumor is that they didn't agree on parenting methods. Oh, So, like, I don't know if, if, if Pitt was a bit of, a, like, a lazy stoner. And, sure. And she was, like, kind of more... I think I can see her as being, like, the disciplinarian, but I think she's probably a better parent. I That's think, just speculation. Yeah, I think we picture her being more of a Tomb Raider type and him being more <laughs> of like, a, uh, right. I don't know, the, whoever he played in True. Was it? He's more of more of a Tyler Durden. Yeah, which is not a good father. <laughs> yeah, he's a Tyler Durden. <laughs> um, so so that kind of dominated popular culture today. Yeah, trying times. 
that's uh, honestly would have been crazier if it happened kind of sooner. Well, this is what I find funny is that everybody on the Facebook comments is like, or on Reddit, they're like, oh, saw that one coming. And I'm like, like you don't get to say you called this one that because like because you said it nine years, years ago. ago. Yeah, nine years ago, is that when it I think was? they've been together for about 10 years. Okay. I, I mean, I looked it up, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. This yeah. is this is where I consider the start of their relationship. That came out in 2007. Okay. And if, if, they had, if they had told me it came out in 2004, I would have believed that. Yeah. I just remember getting into the movie theater at the bottom of Breakout Hill for free. That yeah? Was, that was during an era where we would get into every single movie at that theater for free. Why? We knew people just working there and the everyone knew that the theater was about to shut down. Yeah. Within like the next like year and a half. And then it just no everyone stopped caring. Is this Even the one people on... that we vaguely knew, we were like, Hey, hey and they they're just kinda like, Yeah, yeah. This fine. is the one by Portland Street? Uh yeah. Oh, okay. That's now a library. I loved that theater. I know. And it's... I haven't been in the library at all. I do want to see that though. It's nice. I bet. I mean when you don't have to compare it to the Halifax Central Library, which is like right. top ten library it's on amazing. Earth. Yeah. It's it's a nice library. I That's think. That's cool. I'll have to yeah. check it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'll have and to do check you actually out. go in the like theaters? Um, I think that I think that in terms of the, like the floor plan, there's only one theater remaining, okay. and the, the rest of it's just an all like a big open room with bookshelves. Right. But they left a theater in there so that they could have like classic movie night. Cool. And I don't know if they're still doing that, but right. I think probably why not? Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even understand why they tore. Well, I guess they just wanted to move everything to Dartmouth Crossing. Anyway, this. Yeah. It's not really an exciting conversation. <laughs> this is a very local conversation. <laughs> Movie theaters have changed. Yeah. The the Emmy's broadcast was was really good. Honestly, I thought Jimmy Kimmel was really good. But it's the lowest rated, wasn't it? It was they've never they've never had such a small viewership for the Emmys. It's so so ironic to me that like a, a show about shows has fewer viewers ever yeah. even though TV is better than it's ever been. There and there were two things that I was thinking when as soon as I found out that Jimmy Kimmel was hosting the emmys i said we didn't really talk that much about jimmy kimmel last week in terms of people that could have taken over for letterman that would yeah. have made total sense well except he was already doing an eleven thirty show at a network that he's no, close with i know and and he's probably a little bit more buddy buddy with celebrities than probably he's letterman. a little more hollywood than i mean he's technically in hollywood right. so, so there's that and i don't think he has any intention of moving that but just from filling the role of the kind of sardonic, sarcastic late night host at eleven thirty, Jimmy Kimmel is it is that character more so than Stephen Colbert? Yeah, big time. You're totally right. And his, uh, I thought he did a great job. Me too. In the Emmys, I thought he was hilarious. The opening I, skits were funny. I he thought even he got w- Corden in there for a skit. I know. Yeah, that was pretty funny. He he's he's just really good on his feet. Yeah. Did you catch the Cosby joke? Yes. Everybody is that was awesome. Tweeting about Tina Fey's face, her reaction was like not very warm to yeah. the Cosby joke. No, I think she was like relieved. I think she was like when when he when he first when the announcer first announced that Bill Cosby was coming out. Yeah. Tina Fey's face was like pure anger, but then when Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel said, "I just wanted to see what you guys would do," she she was legitimately laughing. What do you think would have happened? Like uh, these celebrities are supposed to be on their best behavior, and I was thinking about this last week when Donald Trump was on Jimmy Fallon, and we can talk about that at another time. I mean, Jimmy's taken an awful lot of flack for how kind he was to Trump, which is funny because that was right before we were talking about how soft Jimmy Fallon was in relation to the Bo Burnham thing. Exactly. The next day. Exactly. He was completely flimsy and, yeah. and, and weak backboned. But um, I was thinking about, do they have to tell the crowd at at the taping of Jimmy Fallon, like, please do not boo Trump when he walks out? Because it's so weird to me. Like, I mean, I know Trump has a loyal and adamant following but people who don't like him really don't like him right. and they managed to get the whole crowd at jimmy fallon to to cheer for for donald trump as if he was like kevin spacey walking right. out onto the tonight show and i was like if 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 bill cosby had walked out after all of this in the last two three years if he had walked out and said a thing and presented a, an award at the emmys in a room full of people who viscerally hate him yeah would they have booed would they have walked out 
Would they have clapped? Would they have just pretended that it wasn't I think it would have thing? been relatively silent. I think whoever got the award from him would have been super pissed. Like, Yeah. <laughs> like, people are still not wanting to clap while you're kind of, like, shuffling up to the stage. Plus, it's, like, kind of nice to shake hands with the person who hands you your trophy. Right, and you feel weird being like, hey, buddy. Yeah, I'm not going to shake your hand. Yeah. You're a bastard. Bill Cosby is like blind now. I read recently that he literally can't see out of his eyes. Seriously? Yeah. Can he see out of anywhere? I don't know where else he would see out of. <laughs> I was just yeah. pop quiz. No, I know. He, um, he's got some degenerative disease where he can't see at all. Whoa. Crazy. Speaking of Jimmy Fallon, I was also thinking about, about Bill Cosby. It was right after Kimmel had made this joke, and I was like, wow, Cosby was going on Fallon like every six months for a couple years. Whoa, He really? was like a regular... On Jimmy until I don't think I knew this. right up until it became no longer acceptable right. to to support Bill Cosby in any way. Wow! Um, but like he was one of Jimmy's favorites. Yeah, and I mean Bill Cosby really hammed it up sure. on the Tonight Show. It was it was yeah, it was always over like way overindulgent and right. and I mean I never really cared for for Bill Cosby that much. I liked sure. the Cosby Show, but I mean right. I, it was always really silly and. I still remember talking to my grade eight teacher. Sorry to cut you off. No, I'm done. Uh, I was just saying, I, I still remember talking to my grade eight teacher, possibly grade seven teacher, and we were talking about how we loved the Cosby show so much. And she was like, imagine how sad it's going to be when Bill Cosby dies. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I know. Like, and you've made a mental note of this. so sad. And it stayed with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to have the same reaction. It is not. No. Like, it, there's going to be such a weird obituary <laughs> yeah it's like you know when they do like an et obituary it's gonna well, take up the news for like two days it's interesting because like i mean it's one of the great falls from grace in in pop cultural status yeah. right i mean to go from being so beloved and so legendary to being so infamous right and and uh reviled mm-hmm. is it really never been been done in such a grand fashion no but you might equate it to michael jackson who and you'll remember when michael jackson when it was not okay to like michael jackson right you remember like there was a lot of suspicion mm-hmm. around michael jackson not just the weird stuff he'd do but like his 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 legal problems and, right and the, the speculation that you know maybe he's a perv or whatever and yeah. i mean i don't think i'm alone in thinking he probably was like yeah definitely oh, no. some weird stuff right People are still not all in on Michael Jackson. Like, no, but when he died, a lot of stuff got brushed away, and it was like, yeah, right. but he was a genius. You you're know? right. You're right. People are like, but what's he going to be remembered for? And and everything else is kind of inconclusive. Right, and anytime there's like a new uh, pop star who's a good dancer, mm-hmm. they're like, so who are your inspirations? And he's like, well, Michael Jackson, and the whole room <laughs> cheers. Yeah, so yeah. There, there is an ability among people to compartmentalize you're right i mean i think we've talked about it before the other one is woody allen like woody allen that's true definitely weird stuff has gone on with that guy can you can you disassociate the artwork from the the person and what they represent now people seem to people seem to be able to do it with with his shit i don't know why it's different you know what i like the most about the bill not that i like anything about the bill cosby thing but i find the most interesting yeah this is the fact that hannibal burris is the one that kind of pulled the plug yeah on everything like he started it just at like a comedy club totally no i know and it, i mean it kind of put him on the map i wonder how he feels about that does, he, he doesn't like it like no? he doesn't like to like talk about it like he doesn't like that his claim to fame joke had had that much impact on someone else's life i think he's like oh god like he you're not telling me he feels guilty for what happened to bill cosby I'm saying uh, no. I have no. I have no idea how he actually feels. Right. But I've heard. I think it, it was like Questlove. I was like, no man, Hannibal doesn't like that. Like Hannibal doesn't like to talk about that. Yeah. Like well, that's fair. Right. Yeah. But, I like, mean, why wouldn't he want to talk about it? I guess because his the impact. <laughs> I guess had on someone. You also just don't want to be defined by one moment in your career. Like he's done a pretty good job at like not becoming the guy who's known for outing Bill Cosby. Right, it's kind of just like a side note. Yeah, it's kind of a side note. And the other thing about it is that it's pretty well understood that almost everybody knew that Bill Cosby was a scumbag right. but like for quite a while before it came out. Right. Um, and then it, it's just like somebody said it, and then everyone was like, oh, yeah, I know, it's awful. Right. 
So I don't know if he just sped up the process. I don't know if that made it safer for him to do it. Mm. But you have to think that like when you're a young comedian, bashing one of the more well-liked comedians can go poorly. Yeah, but that's true. Bill Cosby's also like, he might be a safe one to do it with because he himself was, I mean, he, he was but polarizing. Yeah, and when you're not that, that well-known, like it's not like Jerry Seinfeld saying it, like it's it's probably just going to get brushed under the rug that's right no one's really he probably thought it would be yeah yeah exactly not so much all right let's start with these awards boom louis anderson took the emmy for baskets in which does he play a woman he does he plays uh zach galifianakis's mom and he actually plays like a woman it's not like a transgender thing no he plays like a woman Uh, why i don't i don't know isn't that yeah isn't that she he plays like a ridiculous manly woman okay um and that's kind of what the joke that Jimmy Kimmel made off the top was. I don't know if you remember that joke, which was like, uh, it's so good that you uh, play a woman because women over 50 are getting way too many parts. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah. He's funny. a fat guy. He is. Yeah. He is. Do you remember Life with Louie? No. The Fox like uh, cartoon that was on, <laughs> it was on at like 6 p.m. Like it wasn't a prime time cartoon okay. or anything. And yeah, it was basically just about Louie as like a little kid. Weird. And he's like, growing up in Wisconsin <laughs> was never really the best. Like, that's what I knew Louie Anderson for for so long. Okay. Did he used to host Family Feud? He did that at one point too, yeah. Okay. And I think he was just a comedian. And now, now he's got an Emmy. And now he's got an Emmy. So, I mean, I don't know if we really had a, I think we kind of thought Tony Hale would take that. Yeah. So I'm just kind of glad that the obvious favorite didn't get it because, I mean, Veep did very well. Right. We we really wanted everyone other than Veep, I think, to get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really a big supporter of everybody, except for that I think Ty Burrell, though he's funny, is not doing anything new Right. Um, at this point. Yeah. Um, Andre Brower, I didn't think he was going to win, but, I mean, he's so insanely funny on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, my God. There's one episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I forget what episode of what, like, I forget what episode it was, but they're just talking talking about stories about Captain Holt. Okay. And the game was, did Captain Holt say it or didn't he say it? Okay. And it was some like really aggressive line. I forget exactly what the line was. And this is how the show ends. And Andre Brower ends up going, yeah, I said it. And everyone's like, yay! <laughs> and he just screams, and I meant it! <laughs> That's how the show ends. He's uh, fabulously good in that show. He's great. He's so good. Super funny. I love when they do the flashbacks and he's in like the 70s suit and he's 70s got the big garb. mustache. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It Writing for a comedy too. series went to Aziz Ansari and Alan Yang for Master of None. Yeah, how crazy is that? Definitely was not expected. No. Um, it was a bit of an awkward moment when the, the music cut off Aziz and then he tried to get a word in. Did you see this? No, I heard about it. I saw Alan Alan uh, Yang did like the entire speech. He got a long speech. And then uh, Aziz tried to jump in and say one more thing. But the music had already started. And right. th- at that point, their microphones were cut off. And Aziz just kind of smirked and waved. Yeah. And just like, <laughs> okay, that's enough. And then right. the music stopped as he was halfway across the stage. And so Aziz is like, okay, maybe I get to go back and say something. And by oh, the time he no. got back to the microphone, they started the music again. And so he was like... What the hell? Right. <laughs> and so he just left. And then he got to come back out later when he was doing uh, his his presents for another award. And right. he thanked his parents. Oh, did he? That's awesome. Yeah. So he still kind of got his redemption. Well, he got to come back on stage later, which is nice. Maybe he kind of planned that too. It was like, okay, Alan, you can do the talking because I'm going to be back out here later. So. Well, that and I just get more glory than you do. That's true. He's yeah. on TV all the time. You often see that when there's like the the kind of unsung partner in a yeah. in a team alongside a movie star or something the other guy gets to talk and though it's not the person you really want to hear from it's only fair right yeah yeah (laughs) you know it's a good way of looking at it so um other ones in the category a couple in there for veep a couple in there for silicon valley and something called catastrophe which i've never heard of before yeah rob delaney though he's really famous like he's got a a famous like twitter account and he's also written a book he's a comedian i think i can picture his face yeah he's he's written a book and it's called like uh rob delaney comedian actor actress and it like goes into a thing where it's like garbage pail broom llama this is the title of his book it's like a 30 word title oh weird yeah okay yeah it's pretty funny 
Supporting actress in a comedy series. This is the big one. This was odd. Kate yeah. McKinnon. Yeah, you it's not ne- a fan. You're not a it's fan. It's never gone to an SNL cast member before. No. No, I looked it up. This would be the year to do it, though. I mean, in terms of, uh, I guess... Especially uh, giving it to a woman. Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, giving it to a woman. Like, there's... Well, I mean, a woman's always going to win supporting actress in a comedy series, but... Right, but, yeah. But yeah, like, oh... Of, like the, of the SNL cast members. A female cast member, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's an election year. She played Clinton a whole bunch. Well, she thanked Ellen DeGeneres and Hillary Clinton yes, in her speech. It was, I saw a, that. it was a pretty genuine moment, actually. She yeah. was definitely surprised. It was good. Like, she said something. She was like, oh, nice sentence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, and, like, I, I'm not a big fan. I think she's a little bit overrated. I kind of think she's a one-trick pony, and especially with, like, her Weekend Update bits. Right. But yeah, you, you hate those. I, I also, after a certain point, I have to assume that maybe I'm wrong because so many people think that she's obviously far and away the best cast member they have. Well, I mean, it's not a matter of being right or wrong. Everyone's got their own tastes. I guess. And there's, you know. I guess. Anyway, like what I was going to say is that though she's not really my cup of tea, I do like her. Yeah. I think she's like cool and and smart. Yeah. So. For sure. And I was just happy to see it go to an SNL cast member. We would hang out with Kate McKinnon. Look. All said and done, if Kate wanted to come on this podcast yep, and this... give me a hard time for being mean about her, yep. I'll sit here and take it. Wow. Well, we've got our first open invite to a celebrity <laughs> on the show show. First one? I think yeah. so. I got, we, well, we also invited Morley Safe for a while back, but he's dead. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. He was well, actually in the, in the memoriam montage at the Emmys. How did that go? Oh, yeah. I heard it was uh, this girl singing Hallelujah. Some girl. I mean, Hallelujah is kind of a cliche for that segment. I was kind of surprised they went with that song, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I'm not really sure. The other thing is, like, I'm not sure anybody knows exactly what that song is about. So why does yeah. it keep getting used for really specific things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, well, it was interesting because the montage was really jam-packed. Like, so many... It's it's kind of being considered now that 2016 has been like a pretty intense year for celebrity deaths. Totally. Not a lot of them have been TV related no, stars. No, mainly music. Musicians and a handful of movie stars, but they they stuck in all the musicians. I like, was going to say like so David Bowie was David in there. David Bowie and Prince and Glenn Fry and, Right. Um, and then they also put in uh, Gene Wilder and like the handful okay. of like more movie centric people. Sure. Um, uh, Alan Rickman was in there. I'm not sure if any of these people had big TV careers. Right. That's so great. I forgot that Alan Rickman died. That too. one still hurts. Yeah. That one still stings big time. Wow. So was there a big like? I I gotta hate too that there's you you kind of measure the in memoriam by the applause that each person gets. Well, that's what Jimmy Kimmel said. He said, I know this is weird, but like next year's is going to have a hard time topping that. Like, <laughs> it was kind of kick-ass. Right. Uh, <laughs> like it was so star-studded. Yeah. It, it caused a lot of death, but right. oh well. And it shows like every once in a while it just show like a key grip or like a gaffer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of like polite Just applause. this like 96-year-old cinematographer right. named Howie. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's who I would be standing up and like cheering well for. sometimes and i didn't Sorry. notice it so much in the emmys but you notice it in the oscars when it's somebody you've never heard of before like a writer or something you'll suddenly hear the applause get bigger right. and sometimes that's because everyone in the audience knows who that guy right. was they're like they worked with howie who's 96 they worked with him for 30 years sure. and he was lovely and, and so everyone knows him so just because he's not famous he's notorious in the industry he's worked in like 80 films or whatever to them he's a legend yeah, right so it's exactly. kind of nice when you hear that Cool. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm going to uh, make note of that for this year's Oscars. Listen for it. Yeah. I'm already starting to hear that La La Land is a front runner for Best Picture this year. It hasn't La even come La out La here Land. yet. Who, who's in that? So it's 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 come out for some festivals. It just took the top prize at TIFF. Okay. It is uh, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. Okay. It's the new Damien Chazelle movie. He made Whiplash. Oh, wow. And it is a, it's a send-up of like the Singing in the Rain, Gene Kelly, Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire kind of musicals of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. So it's like an old Hollywood musical. And it's about this like young starlet who comes to the the city to be a star and he's a piano player and they fall in love and it's supposed to be unreal and the music is supposed to be unreal. Crazy. But it's so cool that like Damien Chazelle's 28. He's made two movies. He's only 28? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, Whiplash is just a spinoff of his like of his uh, NYU grad film. 
which no. was like a short film, which he got J.K. Simmons to be in. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, he was in the grad film? Yeah, he was like, he somehow was in, because it was just a short film. It was like 25 minutes long or something. It was a 25-minute version of Whiplash. And for some reason, J.K. Simmons agreed to be in it. And then they thought about recasting him for like the feature. Yeah. And they made a case to keep J.K. Simmons. Whoa. Yeah. That blows my mind. I want to see the 25-minute version. I kind of just want to watch Whiplash again. I've only seen it once, and it's like one of my favorite movies. I, it's one of my favorite movies of the last five years. Easy. Yeah. Wow. I've heard that uh, Captain Fantastic was really good. Have you heard of this? I heard this, too. I guess I heard uh, Berbiglia talking a lot about it. Yep. Um, I don't really know the premise. I think it's like, like Viggo Mortensen plays a dad who's kind of like right, right, homeschooling his kids out in the woods and... He's kind of a hippie. Yeah. I can really recommend a movie that is a, a Netflix production um, called The Fundamentals of Caring. Okay. You, if you've been on Netflix at all, you've likely seen its thumbnail pop up because it's one of their own original pieces of content. It's like a big green poster and it stars Paul Rudd. Whoa. And, and this kid, I mean, I, I don't really know if I know him from something else. He's kind of familiar. The premise is basically Paul Rudd is kind of this sad sack guy he's about to get divorced he doesn't really have any direction in his life and he takes a job as a caretaker for this 18 year old with muscular dystrophy right and the kid is also like kind of a sad sack he just sits at home and watches tv all day he only eats egos like and so they they what's that can't blame him there no i mean how could you (laughs) although recall on egos listeria oh seriously look out 11 i was gonna say yeah watch out stranger things girl but exactly. you nailed it with 11. Right. Um, so they kind of form a friendship. Even It's kind of an adversarial friendship. Anyway, it's a road trip movie. He convinces this kid. Um, who This kid's got a fascination with the deepest hole on earth or like the world's deepest pit, which okay. is about six states away or something. And right. so he convinces the kid to go on a road trip with him to see the world's deepest pit. And it's just like a, a feel good film. Cool. It's It does a really good job of like every time it starts to make you really sad and uncomfortable, it brings it back. Nice. I, I see. I love when they can balance it out. They exactly the right time. It always throws it in at the end of the movie. You're just like, Oh, that was just a great a pleasure to watch. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I want to want to see that. The fundamentals of caring. The fundamentals of caring. Uh, there was another while you were talking there that I was going to mention, but now I can't really remember. So back into the old Emmy pile. Directing for a comedy series went to Jill Soloway for Transparent. Hashtag topple the patriarchy. Oh, right. She said topple the patriarchy. I liked her speech until she said that. Like, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm feminist, but like. I'm a feminist, but like, it just, it just seemed like kind of a mean thing to say. And maybe I just don't understand the origin of the expression top of the patri- patriarchy. I've never heard it before, mm. but it just seemed like a, like a man hating thing to say. Right. Well, I mean, I think a large part of Hollywood is like an, an execs and CEOs and all of that within yeah. these companies are men. Yeah. You think she meant it from like a business standpoint and not just in the world in general? I think she meant it more of like a uh, an in Hollywood thing. That's the way I took it. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I agreed with everything she stood for, and I thought her speech was really empowered and awesome. Yeah. And then in the end, I was just like, okay, wait, are you like, where do you stand on this? Because, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell. Right. No, I think she's probably like very far left into the feminist zone. Well, that, that transparent show is not something I've seen before. Neither but Neither have I. But, man, the people who work on it, they've got some things to say about it, don't they? Right. Like like Tambor. Oh, yeah. Tambor had a huge... Well, we'll get into that. Well, I mean, we can do him next if you want. He's, he's right. next on your on your sheet. Lead actor in a comedy series went to Jeffrey Tambor. And I mean, it was so in the bag, there was a joke in the monologue where Kimmel right. ran him out a trophy before yeah. he even was awarded it. So, I mean, that was fine. I remember he, he won it last year and they made a lot of fun of him on Stern the morning after for how... Um, kind of overwrought and silly his speech was like he almost got like emotional about how wonderful it is being welcomed into the 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 trans community right. for playing that role or whatever and i think maybe we've probably come a long way just in 365 days sure um but i i mean he's he's great jeffrey tambor is a legend right yep he said some really nice stuff about gary shandling oh did he um they did yeah they did kind that. of a they did separate stuff like he got his own in memoriam gary shandling did he? Which is kind of funny because like he's the most famous TV centric guy 
who died this year. Yeah. Like all the other famous people were, were music and movies. And he was in the memorial montage as well, but he seemed to get his own little spiel from Jeffrey Tambor. And he said, Hey now. And, uh, later on, I guess Henry Winkler presented the in memoriam montage, and he kind of led with a little thing about Gary Marshall. Right. He said, "Hey, now is that was that a big?" Um, okay. So, uh, the Larry Sanders show is what was a show about a late night talk show. Yes. Where Gary Shandling played Larry Sanders, who was like opposite Johnny Carson. Right. Um, and Jeffrey Tambor played his um, Ed McMahon oh, or his Steve Higgins. Gotcha. And that was his catchphrase sure. in the show. He would say, "Hey, now." Right. Hey now. And so when Howard Stern says hey now, it's a tribute to 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 Jeffrey Tambor. Wow. In the Larry Sanders show. I had no idea. I've that's seen right. it on Instagram because that's most of the time where I'm seeing Howard or <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, we right. can we can say Howard Stern again. I can't okay. stick a pin in him forever. All right. <laughs> um yeah, he says it all the time. Okay. At the top of every talk set. Cool. So yeah, I mean he he got the award and then uh and then lead actress in a comedy series, no shocker. And I listened to our um, our predictions, and we were very sure it was going to JLD. Totally. We were very sure. Although, um, we said very fervently Amy Schumer was probably our second pick. Right. And then maybe um, Tracy Ellis Ross. And there's like there was just no having that. They just nope. went right for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Did you see her speech? I did i saw clips of it anyway yeah so i don't know if i saw the entire thing well it's funny i was watching it with my mom and they made an announcement as she was walking up to the podium you know as they do where they're like this is the fifth emmy right. award it was like it's actually i think her ninth emmy right and fifth in a row. fifth in a row it's yeah. her, this is for julia louis dreyfus's fifth consecutive emmy for right. the exact same role which i think is probably a record yeah and so as she was going through the first half of her speech i said to mom she seems kind of shaky and nervous for five times in a row. Right. Like usually when you've been up there that many times, you're kind of you're kind of cool about it, and you right. kind of want to like play it off and be and like and kind of like reduce it a little bit, just so as you don't seem just so you don't seem arrogant. Sure. Um, but then it became clear why maybe she was uh, a little uncomfortable, which is because she was going to then reveal that on Friday her dad passed away. Right. So that wasn't known at all. That was not known. She just she broke it then. Wow. Yeah, so maybe she was crying because she became a billionaire this weekend. <laughs> I think wasn't there something that said they wouldn't have the they wouldn't have any money from him until I mean maybe, maybe. Or maybe I'm confusing that with She doesn't else. need the money. No. She's and I totally I, fine. I think on paper she's probably the most successful comedic female actress of all time. Yeah. Right? She could arguably be the most successful cast member of Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, maybe. I'm not not financially, just because she didn't earn most of her fortune. Like, if you count her father's money. No, I just mean like she could even be the most successful. Like in terms of overall Emmys and like yeah, like success within television on on checklists for sure, and, and just just overall. I yeah. mean, like she's she's just one of the most celebrated people, and she rightfully looks great so. Too. She she's, looks great. She's still like hot. She looks better than she did when she was Elaine. She, definitely, honestly. Within the last 10 years, I, every time I've seen Julia Louis-Dreyfus, I'm like, Damn. She's probably pushing 60. She probably is. Yeah. I feel weird about this. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she could easily be 42. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's a solid 42. Nice. Reality competition program went to The Voice. There was a bit of controversy that the In Memoriam montage, which comes up again in our discussion, didn't feature Christina Grimmy, who was oh, the right. singer who got killed. Yeah. But, you know, I thought about it and, like, there have been Survivor contestants who died. Like, she was a reality show contestant. I know she had a cult following. Right. And, of course, her her death was, was tragic. But... How did she die again? Wasn't there, she was like, at a like a, a signing, like a fan event? Someone shot her. And someone shot her oh, in God. Florida the same weekend as the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, a, right. And that's why it got so overshadowed. Kind like, of. Not yeah. that many people knew about it because it happened like like less than twenty four hours before that or something. Right. It was like it was a bad weekend in Florida. That is insane. Yeah. So anyway, the Voice won, uh, and that's and that's kind of cool just because the Amazing Race has often won. Mm-hmm. Um, writing for a limited series went to People, People versus OJ. And a slew of victories by them. It started to just kind of come up, and then they just kind of panned the cameras over to that section of the theater for the next little while. Yeah. Um, Regina King won for supporting actress in a limited series or movie for American Crime. Yep. Not to be confused with American Crime Story. And what's 
Is there any tie-in there no, at all? No, not connection at There's all. Not. Okay. No, it's. I think it's just kind of an unfortunate coincidence. Gotcha. For the sake of probably more so for the sake of American crime, because right. American crime story got so much, so much buzz. Although American crime story was more often referred to as the People versus O.J. Simpson. Right. Oh, and American crime's like an ABC show, isn't it? Maybe. I think. I mean, it it's it's called a limited series according to these categories. Huh. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, directing for a limited series went to Suzanne Beyer for The Night Manager. That's the one with uh, Hiddleston. Oh, is it? Um, supporting actor in a limited series, Sterling K. Brown as Chris Darden in The People vs. O.J. American Crime Story. That was a bit of a surprise because, he, I mean, like, I watched that show and it's probably the least me thing I've ever thoroughly enjoyed. Right. Um, except maybe Stranger Things. But he was so good in it. He was so intense. Yeah, as was Chris Darden, and uh, I just thought it was awesome. I thought it was so cool that they that they gave him the award. Yeah, he was surprised. I think. I think so too. His speech was fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I love how everyone started doing the like, got the hottest <laughs> girl in the game wearing the, my chain on the chain. Yeah, yeah and everyone's like, this chick's rocking my chain. <laughs> like, I don't know what like it is. Three something, or four or five. Something about a chain. Yeah, <laughs> just like quoting Jay Z up there. Sarah and Paulson. None of the other people got it. Sarah Paulson represented Studio Sixty. Brought the real Marsha Clark as her plus one. Yes. And the the best joke of the night I thought was that uh, Sarah Paulson. Jimmy Kimmel said Sarah Paulson brought Marsha Clark as her plus one because everyone in L.A. knows if you want to win, set next to Marsha Clark. Right. And that was sarcastic because she was... She lost the O.J. trial. Right. And that's... Yeah. I, I was honestly trying to figure out which side she was on because I didn't watch the O.J. show and oh, I don't man. remember who... I'm surprised because like, just because it's good television and you appreciate all good television, you'd like it. Yeah. I think I was just tied up with other things. And it it's a part like of our a, history now, you know? Yeah. Pop culturally speaking. Yeah. So she uh, she beat out Kirsten Dunst for Fargo. By the way, did you know that Kirsten Dunst went to high school with Rami Malek? And in fact, he was a year older than her. I think of I, him. He's like 38. I remember hearing the Nerdist podcast with uh, him and Christian Slater. Yeah. And I he might have mentioned that. And he might have mentioned that he dated Christian Slater's like niece at one point. Okay. And they kind of like just revisited it in yeah. that podcast. Like, oh, yeah. It was my niece. Interesting. Dated. Yeah, no, I, they, they, uh, Kristen Dunst and Rami Malik did some like Vanity Fair or Hollywood Reporter interview with one another where it was just the two of oh. them and they just talked about high school. They're so like, were they like, cool, like, it wasn't like, yeah, you were in that grade below me, but it was kind of like that. It oh, was, okay. it was kind of like, I, I remember you as kind of just like a cool, chill guy right. who, I, I think she said, I remember you as like a flirty, chill guy. And he was like, yeah, that's about right. Flirty. That's, that's about right. Or he has this weird thing with his voice. Yeah, he's kind of got like this thing going on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, he, I, I was surprised to learn he's a year older than her. He's like 38 years old. It's surprising. Really? He seems like 26. 38? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst has been around forever. So I, I, the only reason I brought her up is because she lost to Sarah Paulson along with Felicity Huffman, Audrey McDonald, Lily Taylor, and Kerry Washington, mm-hmm. who uh, is very pregnant but still looked real good. Continuing uh, through the list, lead actor in a limited series went to Courtney B. Vance for The People vs. O.J. Mm-hmm. Man. A another lot of one. Them. Yeah. Yeah, and his speech was good. Uh, TV movies, Sherlock, The Abominable Bride, the abominable bride ended up winning. Have you seen that? No. So this is this is uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock. Yeah. So it's kind of like an off. It wasn't part. It wasn't like a series episode. It was like a an hour and a half long movie that they released. Which the was episodes just one are thing. ninety minutes long. Yeah, and it was honestly like I watched it and it was kind of good, but it was really just like a, a little bit of an exposition in between the two seasons okay like it was kind of just a tie-in i'm so surprised that it won an emmy for it but so what about luther it's cool it was fine um yeah i don't know what what luther's thing was i i must have watched it why within it, last year but that, so that's I, i'm yeah it's in the tv movie category because i think so I there was just know. one episode again launched this season like much like uh sherlock by the way sherlock didn't start no i know yeah, what what happened there? Why I saw a meme that kind of led me to believe that it was starting, oh, but gotcha. it must have been old or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, did you see A Very Murray Christmas? No, I still haven't seen that. I'm, I should watch it this season. I heard it was... I I think it got bad reviews on Netflix, but like I remember you and Chelsea saying it was awesome. It doesn't deserve bad reviews. Anybody no. who knows Bill Murray mm. shouldn't expect something bubbly and mainstream. Sure. It's weird, and it's depressing, and it's 
awkward. Okay. But there were a couple of moments where I was just like, this is this is brilliant. Nice. And I, I can't wait to watch it again. I'll no, definitely it, watch it this year. It was not normal. But I it, hate trying to watch Christmas things outside of Christmas time, though. Oh, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll either, I'll either not be able to take it seriously, or I'll spend the next hour wishing it was Christmas time. Right. Like, I love Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, me and, too. And so, like... Sometimes there are certain episodes of TV shows that just like have like a really emotional moment. And sure. I'm like, oh, gee, I really wish it was snowing outside. Yeah. You're watching <laughs> Die Hard and you're like, oh, it's got to be Christmas. You know, I like I don't really have an attachment to Die Hard at all. No. I saw it once like 10 years ago. I don't really know anything about Die no. Hard. The first and the third are really great. I saw the first and the second. And I think maybe I didn't continue with watching them the because second, the second wasn't that good. The second wasn't that good. No, it was definitely that the good. low point in the. Oh, and this, I, I mean, this was, uh, this was great. Writing for a variety special. Went to Patton Oswalt. See, I, I missed this. Oh, it but was I, like... I don't know why no one was talking about his speech. I'm sure it was amazing after it, his wife died this year. Well, yeah, I mean, you know you know that he's going to bring it up. He's not going to get up there and not mention that. But he gives very little. I mean, okay. he, says, he says a big speech. He thanks a bunch of people mm-hmm. first. And he's very sweet and, and lovely. And then in the end, he just says, uh, I, I just, I just want to thank two other people, my daughter, who is at home right now, and then someone else who is somewhere else, hopefully. Oh, wow. And I, I might be paraphrasing yeah. a little bit, but like the way he said it was really poetic, except somebody online brought up a, a poignant uh little caveat to that statement which is that Patton Oswalt is very notably atheistic Atheist? yeah so for him to refer to afterlife or spirituality or something is kind of hollow and and it really adds an even greater depth of sadness to the speech right right because i mean if maybe he's he's changing his feelings through this this tragedy Quite that he's possibly, gone through yeah but I, I kind of hope he is just because that would bring him more peace and I want him to be happy. Sure. But chances are he doesn't believe that his wife is anything but dead and you yeah. don't want him to have to live with that. Yeah, I know that is so sad. And especially where he's got a daughter who's yeah. a young daughter. Just like, a I think kid. she's like six. Yeah. Ugh, I yeah. know. It was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking so when crazy. it happened. Still heartbreaking. So uh, I got to see the speech. Amy Schumer. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Amy Schumer quite as much as some people. I don't totally get her. I find her a little annoying, but she doesn't deserve to win an Emmy for her fucking stand up, which is so stupid and hacky. Right. It's not, it's so lazy. I didn't see, I, I haven't seen it at all, but you, you're really against it. Yeah. I, I, I don't like her stand up special at all. I don't, I don't, I don't think her stand up's good. Tig Notaro, just cause she's different and she's edgy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that she's great. She's got a new Amazon show coming out. Have you heard about this? Yeah. And, uh, I saw a preview who looks pretty funny casey wilson's gonna play her partner her wife oh no way yeah wow so that's kind of cool yeah i'm looking forward to that john mulaney's on broadway so he wasn't there sure um best limited series went to the people versus oj yep so i mean i think that that whole series is coming to netflix for anybody who has not had a way to watch it i would yeah. recommend it. And, and i mean like it's against some like fargo and the roots reboot and and a, the night manager apparently too yeah, totally. Uh, all solid shows, I guess. I I haven't seen. Uh, you know, I've watched Fargo. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen Roots or The Night Manager. Isn't it interesting that Ryan Murphy still has this uh, this sense of credibility in the television industry, considering like his first claim to fame was Glee, and Glee like really fizzled out. Right. What up? Well, Mia, stop it! Hey, stop it! Well, what else has Ryan Murphy done? Well, he did Glee and American American Crime Story and American Horror Story. Oh, gotcha. So, like, he he's got his hands full now. Right. But the two things he works on now, I mean, I don't know if they're going to do more American Crime Story. They probably are. I don't see why they wouldn't pick a new thing. Yeah. Uh, but the two things he's got his hands full with now are are uh, lauded and celebrated, whereas right. Glee, for a short time, was maybe thought of as as kind of neat and special. If but. it would have got out after like two years, we probably still be talking about glee if it was if yeah if it was after two years it would probably be in the canon of like some of the great satire right of modern television yeah 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 um variety variety talk series went I, to last I, week uh, yeah tonight with john oliver which you called i totally called it 
And I think we both kind of thought it was going to get it. It was just, it just seemed to me like those who were voting for The Daily Show with Jon Stewart for years and years and years were going to vote for this. Right. It's the, it's the most obvious replacement. I haven't um, seen his speech. What was that like? It's, I, I, I'm actually kind of getting a little bit tired of John Oliver's aw shucksness. Okay. I mean, I like him, and he and he makes fun of himself as I much as anybody that he's else. Got much of an awesomeness. What do you mean? He does, and he does when people try to congratulate him for stuff. Oh, when people okay. when people say, you know, did you expect to win? He'll say, no, I'm British. I don't expect any good things will happen to right. me. Right. Okay, and so, like, okay. he's kind of said that a lot. Sure. Like, it's things haven't been that hard for you. Right. You know, you moved. I mean, yeah, you failed as a comedian in the UK, although you couldn't have been that old because you've been here for a decade now. Right. And you moved to America and had a job at The Daily Show in six days. Right. So your struggle as a Brit hasn't been that hard. Right. And now everything you do is a sensation. Right. I mean, he's worked hard for it, obviously. I I would never take that away from him. I think he deserves the Emmy. I really do. Yeah. Um, Certainly over... uh, Who else is in here? Um... Uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. I mean, that's a cute show, but it's not right. special. It's not doing anything like groundbreaking. No. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live. He's only in there because he's the host. Ugh. James Corden is fresh, so I get that. Yeah. It's doing something kind of fresh, but in two years, it better not get nominated. Right. You know, unless it continues to build on itself. I saw a blog written today by someone that said they were canceling their Apple Music subscription because uh, James Corden did an ad for them. <laughs> they called him, what did they call him? Aggressively offensive. I saw the blog you're talking about. Yeah. And I saw the ad. Yeah. It's a two-minute commercial for Apple Music. Um, it's funny. Like, a, less than a week ago, I signed up for Apple Music. Right. So I have it now. And, like, I, then I see this commercial, and I'm like, oh, this is annoying. Really? But, but I mean, I like, seen it at all, it's yeah. just really contrived. The premise is um, uh, James Corden is pitching the theme of his commercial to Jimmy Iovine and a couple of other Apple execs and his ideas are all bad. And they're like, James, that's not a very good idea. It's just two minutes of that nonsense. Oh, so it's silly. So it's not even him singing. No, there's not really any singing. Oh, that surprises me. I picture him being in the car, like driving, which, which I would find equally as corny, but yeah, but you're right. He's because he's so open to singing all the time. That seems like the obvious way to go. Yeah. That's interesting. And then, uh, nominating Jimmy Fallon is, um, is stupid. Because there's nothing new or fresh about that show at all. I mean, no. I, I, it seems like every time we talk about him, I, I kind of take more piss out of him. Yeah, you're right. I, I do still like Jimmy Fallon, but like, if he wants to not be like considered even less interesting than Jay Leno in five more years, yeah, he needs to step it up. He's Lenoing. I that's that's what I said to my friend too, and we had the whole Malcolm Gladwell discussion, and he was like, I know, and he was like, I totally agree. Like from that standpoint, you're totally right. But we keep, we're feeding into it. Yeah. Like we're well, Lenoing him. Well, you know what, though? The fu- it's fucking Trump supporters. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's middle American, everyday blue-collar folks who, who, who aren't looking to be challenged at 11, 1130 sure. at night. They just right. want to watch something that's silly. And I'm not, I'm not discrediting that. That's, that's fine. Right. But for some reason, I'm not even saying that this is necessarily right or wrong it's just come to be that we expect a certain amount of integrity from these people right i think and i think it's like the john stewartification yeah maybe a little bit we're kind of missing that which is partly why john oliver deserves the emmy right probably because there's an edge to it and i'm not saying that jimmy fallon has to go on and and be and play hardball with Donald Trump. Like, right. I'm not saying he has to be a thing that he's not, but there was a time where you'd watch an episode of Jimmy Fallon and you'd be like, man, he's, he's excited. And he is right. like, now all you hear about Jimmy Fallon is how his lake is, his laugh is fake. And I, <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, I think he genuinely likes his job, but yeah. there's, there's also, there's, there's also a, a bit of a, um, what's the word for when you, you've stopped caring and you've stopped trying uh um oh this is gonna sound good when i don't edit it out <laughs> nonchalance no that's not really it but uh anyway you know you, th- those words exactly sure that's that's how i kind of feel he's come to be so no he doesn't deserve to be nominated for a fucking emmy yeah i saw uh, a tmz clip with him actually just today because a lot of people have been blogging about how he really did a disservice by 
by like fluffing Trump's hair right. and acting as if but, he was and, just Adam Sandler. And the other side of the argument is what's his role to, you know, he runs a comedy show late at night. This yeah. is what this is what Jimmy Fallon said. Like at first the TMZ guy was just kind of like, so what did Trump's hair feel like? And Jimmy played along. He's like, oh, it kind of feels like like the grass in an Easter basket. And then and right. then the guy says, so what do you think about people giving you a hard time for not going harder on Trump? And he said, well, do they watch my show? Because I don't go hard on anybody. And right. then he gets in the car. Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's and I was like, that's totally fair. Yeah. You know, and, and like he had Hillary on last night and it was kind of the same. Right. He, Trump... Trump is not going to go on Seth Meyers. Right. He might go on Stephen Colbert. Right. Stephen Colbert will will um, spar with him, but it's also getting to be so that Stephen Colbert wants to spar with like like Will Smith. Like he seems to want to play devil's advocate to everybody, and it kind of makes him come off as dumb. Really. Sometimes. Well, because sometimes, see, it's it's a bit of a, a residual byproduct of him playing that character for so long, where he could say argumentative things. And not make anybody look bad, especially if his guest was uh, a liberal. Mm -hmm. But like he's so inclined to talk about um, social matters and politics that if he has on Betty White, he seems to want to talk about like like policy. (laughs) And, And and then when Betty White says, you know, I really think animals deserve more advocacy or something, he plays devil's advocate. And just because he's so used to playing devil's advocate as right. that right wing pundit character, yeah. he his his reaction and his interviewing experience kind of leads him in the direction of playing devil's advocate. And when and when you start um, arguing advocacy for animals, you look dumb. Yeah, because like you shouldn't argue certain things. Certain things don't need to be played devil's advocate against. Right. That was a silly rant, but that's, no, I think I, I think it's totally right. It's my observation. I want to see what he said to to Will Smith now. Uh, I don't I don't know uh, if that's the best example. I know they definitely talked about like the black experience, really, and how and how it's like Will Smith. He got Will Smith talking about how um, even though there's kind of this this sense that through Black Lives Matter, it's never been worse to be black. Will Smith's position was it could be better, but it's never been better. Right. And so that was kind of nice to hear. Yeah. Was he like, I mean, in West Philadelphia, born <laughs> I mean, back in those days yeah. on the playground, it was another thing entirely. <laughs> That's how the song went. <laughs> back on the playground, it was another thing entirely. It had a really staccato <laughs> arpeggiated. <laughs> Directing for a variety special goes to Grease Live over both Adele and Lemonade, which was a little bit surprising. I didn't know that Lemonade got nominated for anything. Uh, I watched Grease Live, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah, I thought it was good. I like Grease. Um, Variety sketch series went to Key and Peele, which is now done, so it's kind of nice that they won an Emmy. Um, We were watching with my parents, uh, with my mom. My brother was there, and my mom said, who's that? And um, I referred to to Keegan-Michael Key as the black Bill Hader. Okay, and my sure. brother validated that. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I, it just kind of came out of me, but I was like, after I said it, Definitely I was like, no, I stand by that. Someone who's who's really quirky and good at multiple impressions and... Uh, but he's also the everyman. Sound effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, writing for a drama series went to an episode of Game of Thrones. Uh, supporting actress in a drama series went to Maggie Smith for Downton Abbey, and that'll be her last one for that right. series. And probably and her last one. Jimmy overall. Fallon's whole thing was pretty funny too, about how Maggie Smith can't win any Emmys. Unless she actually goes to the Emmys. Yeah, Kimmel, you mean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Did I say Fallon? Yeah. I meant Kimmel. When he came out, he rushed on stage. <laughs> I don't think that was planned. He said it was in Lost and Found. He took yeah. the trophy from... He did uh, a great job. I, th- I thought he was very comfortable yep. and casual and, and cool. Yeah. And like is. we said, it's probably because he's like best friends with 90% of the people in the audience. I guess it's easy to perform for your friends. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like. I mean, I tend to be somebody who gets nervous for that kind of thing. Like, I, I can do. I mean, I've never hosted the Emmys, but like, I can stand up in front of a crowd and, and host a, a show. Right. I've done that kind of thing before. It'll petrify me to my very soul. Right. But part of that fear drives me to be good at it. Yeah. Which makes me think that if like the room was full of my friends, I wouldn't do such a great job. Yeah. It'd almost be find, like too easy. Don't you find that like the walls are broken down a little bit? So at least it's you know not total strangers so you kind of have an in and they'll understand if you fuck up too yeah i mean you still have to be quick on your feet though yeah. you know you still just have to be able to 
you still have to be able to comment on a thing that somebody just said right. in their speech and you have to be quick about it and you have to have the right word yeah. e- even like the lost and found thing where you said her award would be in the lost and found i'm i'm not sure that was in the script no and, it probably wasn't and like that he said lost and found and not it'll be with me was just right. a little extra added element of yeah. creativity yeah and i thought that was cool Okay, so now we get into a whole lot of repetition, I think. Uh, Directing for a drama series went to Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones uh, set a record at this year's Emmys, Mm -hmm. has the most cumulative Emmys of any show in history. Yes. 38. Oh, my God. Previously, the record holder was 37 with Frasier. Right. And so Game of Thrones has now got the most. With two more seasons to go. With two more seasons. Two more seasons to go. And, and, and after the Emmys, uh, George R. R. Martin teased that he might do a prequel to Game of Thrones. Yeah. One thing at a time, dude. You got books yeah, to write. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, I, I'm never excited for prequels because you do, know where it goes. This is the thing we talked about, we did in, talk about that, in, the, okay. in the Emmy for Your Thoughts episode. We, we brought up Bob Odenkirk, who ended up not winning right. for, for lead actor in a drama. And, and you had mentioned that there is, though, though Better Call Saul the writing is good and it's the acting is good and it's it's i guess compelling mm-hmm. there's really no risk in this show because no. you already know how it ends totally and they so, don't say what year it ever is so you right. can never quite work that's out. just kind of like a way of saving themselves yeah it's and, interesting and like as many episodes I, as they want i think it gets pretty good reviews but i mean there really was not a lot of emmy consideration better call saul is not a name you're hearing a lot no it won't surprise me if it only does like another year yeah yeah you're right uh, supporting actor in a drama series went to Ben Mendelsohn Bloodline. He's right. a guy we talked about a lot in the podcast. Yeah, and he was the one that your brother said deserved it last year. And... Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, have you watched any more Bloodline? No. Because you and I both were like, we're going to watch this show. Yeah. I want to watch it. Yeah, and Jen said tonight, she's like, Bloodline won a lot of things. Like, we should get into it. Well, and it came out last week that Netflix is stopping it. Oh, really? After next year. Sweet. So it'll be three seasons. And like this i love this netflix knows for the most part except perhaps with the in the case of orange is the new black for the most part they know when to say when right and that's so cool like uh i've been really really excited for the new lemony snicket a series of unfortunate events netflix series oh i didn't know that was happening they're doing it and uh oh yeah neil patrick harris is going to play count olaf and it's it's been very secretive because there's like a cult following of that series that really feels um, hard done by through the Jim Carrey movie, right. which was aesthetically pleasing, and Jim Carrey's performance was was impressive and and amusing, but it was all wrong. Oh, okay. if you read those books, and I did, and it was just it was not dark enough, and it was it, really? they had consolidated three of the books into one like 85 minute movie and it just mm. and then and, and they wrapped it up so there was no room for more and it's a 13 book series it just didn't right. work okay. it was not a good service to this this like enormous lore in this children's book series which frankly is is still a good read even if you're an adult sure so uh there's been a lot of secrecy around it and and nph was hosting with kelly ripa last week and so they were kind of catching up casually and she said what have you been doing he says i've spent most of the summer in vancouver shooting this uh netflix show called a series of unfortunate events and he uh gave away the structure for the series and he said so the movie uh covered three of the books Mm -hmm. we're gonna do one book for every two episodes oh wow so 13 books this kind of leads you to believe it'll be about three seasons and a lot of the people who are excited for this show are on reddit because it's just kind of something that that reddit likes it's just right in the wheelhouse and so i've i've been reading those comments on on neil's comments and a lot of people were like so it's only going to be three seasons already you haven't even seen it yet and already you've decided that they're not going to give you enough you're upset with netflix when maybe three seasons will be perfect hasn't netflix given you enough it's just it's just so it's just so annoying to me that like you're so entitled do you think that a good sh- in order for a show to be good it has to have nine seasons no not at all i'm happy when a show has two seasons bloodline's gonna have three seasons and because they know when to say when i'm sure the last season's gonna be good and yep. there's not gonna be a, a bad moment on the show no it's i'd so much rather a show have been, have had another season in it yep. than have gone one season too far that's what i said that's what i said about mad men how like right. I heard they were writing. Uh, they they said we're gonna keep writing until people don't want to see it anymore. And I said why? Like 
Come up with a game plan, guys. Yeah, that's a terrible like, thing to say out loud. End where you like want it to end. Don't just keep writing until it's. What is Matthew Weiner doing? Money. Is he like writing movies or I something? I have no idea, man. I saw uh, or John Hamm for that matter. Yeah, that's a good point. I saw I saw uh, a Hollywood Reporter roundtable of like a bunch of showrunners. Yeah. So it was um, it was like really the cream of the crop for five years ago. It was. Um, uh, Matthew Weiner and Aaron Sorkin and Vince Gilligan and wow. basically everybody who was good. Yeah. Um, he dominated the conversation. He was obnoxious. I didn't like him at all. John Hamm or Matthew no, Weiner? No, Weiner. He was uh. just, he like, he talked over everybody. He said stuff that was his opinion as if it was fact. Oh, I hate that. It, it was just, I didn't like him at all. Right. I didn't like him. I hate when people are like, the issue with this show is... Yep. And was he doing that? There's a whole lot of that. Oh, God. It's like, that's not a fact. Like, you, this is just your opinion. So now you should I... say, the reason I don't like this thing... Right. And yeah. so that's the only 60 minutes I've ever spent with Matthew Weiner, <laughs> and, and I don't root for him anymore. No. What a whiner. What a wiener and a whiner. Uh, leading us to lead actor in a drama series, Rami Malek for Mr. Robot. Yeah, I was so pumped about this. I so didn't, cool. I don't think we thought. Well, actually, we did say it. We did say it. We did say it might happen. We we really we kind of thought it would probably go to Kevin Spacey. I think I was hoping for Matthew Rees, and I thought it would be cool if Rami Malek. I think I may, maybe even thought it might have been Leah Schreiber. Yeah, um, but. But we were pretty sure it wasn't going to be Matthew Reese. You you hoped it would be him, right. but we both agreed that there was definitely a chance with the sudden cultural relevance of Mr. Robot yes. and it being the hot new show. There right. was definitely a chance it would go to to Rami right. Malek. Definitely like an internet darling. Oh yeah, and it's just I mean that's another one that I said I was going to watch because I love the pilot and I just yeah. haven't found the time. Ah, uh, it's awesome. We intend to. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, we we're have to. Do it. I'm fully caught up on the second season. And then the only Canadian to take home an award last night: lead actress in a drama series for Orphan Black, Tatiana Matslany. Tatiana Matslany won. It. I know. Is that insane? Is that's really insane? Because, and I'll I, I I teased this at the beginning of the show. Show she was our last pick. Yeah. In the, in the in the podcast we did with predictions, we were like, well, it would be cool if she won because her name sounds like yours, but she's definitely not going to beat. Uh, Robin Wright, Viola Davis, or Claire Danes. No, I had <laughs> no idea that she even won until I went home for like supper tonight, and we I was talking about doing the Emmy podcast and how I had to catch up. And Jen was like, "Oh yeah, did you hear the the girl from Orphan Black one?" And I was like, "Tatiana Matslany won." Yeah, no way, because she was also on her and Christian uh, LeBrun, I think that are both on Orphan Black were on uh, Comedy Bang Bang. They've been on a few times. They're like cult followers of Comedy Bang Bang. She was on again most recently. She was, Yeah, she was yeah. on on Monday. Yeah. So it was like... It was taped. It was taped, but... And they kind of made a joke of like, how did you like the Emmys last night? And she's like, oh, haha, they it was were good. great. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and she like... I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode that they got on Comedy Bang Bang the first time when they were at like the VMAs or something and Andy Samberg was there. And they just walked up to him and started doing this Hollywood raps uh, or this uh, Hollywood. What is it? Anyways, it's this rap that Andy Samberg does Hollywood facts. And yeah. he, he just kind of like freestyled it. But there was one episode where he did it a bunch of times. And so any like big listener of the show would kind of have that memorized. Okay. And they both went up to him, like two Hollywood celebrities, and started doing the like, well, it's Hollywood rap, so we're going downtown. <laughs> and like did the whole thing. And he was just like, oh my God. And I guess texted Scott Ackerman and was like, hey, have you had the, the guys from uh, Orphan Black on the show? Because they just wrapped the Hollywood facts theme song. To oh, me. nice. Yeah. That's great. So they're, and they're like super funny. Yeah. Both Canadian. Like Tatiana Maslany. I found out she was Canadian today. Because, oh, really? Because Becky is in school this year, and she she's in a PR program, and so she has these current events news quizzes every week. So it's oh, just like cool. 10 questions on like what happened in the news this week. And so sure. the 10th question was, who was the Canadian who won an Emmy last night? Nice. And she didn't know, but I didn't know either. Yeah. So that was cool. She's really cute, too. She's just like a cool person. I just person. picture Selena Gomez. I can't, can't think of what she actually looks like. I just picture Selena Gomez anytime I hear her. She... Was in an episode of Parks and Rec. Really? 
she maybe a couple episodes. It was like mid series. She dated Aziz in it. Okay. She played a doctor. So do you remember an episode that took place at it was it was um Adam Scott's birthday and Leslie had thrown him a birthday at the roller rink because he loved roller derby. <laughs> no, I definitely And didn't. so they're all there and she went as as Aziz's date and he won her like a big stuffed animal or something. Okay. Anyway. There was also, she's introduced, I'm kind of all over the map. She's introduced to the series when she comes in with a complaint for the parks department and Aziz wants to hit on her because she's super cute. And so when he goes up to talk to her, he suddenly starts talking to her in a British accent. Okay. And so she finds that kind of weird. And then he starts to phase out his British accent because he actually likes her and he has a date with her. Right. And so she she's on to him. Anyway, so she's in a couple episodes of PNR. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. She's I'll have cool to watch person. that too. Do it, do it. You got to go back and watch that show again. I do. It's a special show. You're right. Special show. Uh, comedy series went to Veep over Blackish, Master of None, Modern Family, Silicon Valley, Transparent, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. So I guess maybe surprise. who would the runner up have been? Silicon Valley. I kind of thought Silicon Valley is kind of, I've kind of perceived it as the the comedy version of Mr. Robot. And not just because they're both about hackers, right. but because. They just they just both seem like they're the smart thing. Yeah, I, I except I've lost I've lost um, love for Silicon Valley. Oh, you I, have. I, I've never like fallen so out of love with something so quickly. Did you Did you watch the whole first season? I watched the first two seasons. Oh, okay. So how when in what time period did you do this? Because I think we were talking last week, and you. Yeah, no, I'm still on the first. No, season. no, 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 no. You're no? misremembering because I I watched them like six months ago. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't. I I. I didn't watch all of the second season, third season. I mean, I mean, I probably watched a couple episodes. Right. And I was just like, I don't feel like watching this anymore. It got really formulaic for yeah. sure. Yeah. I want them to, like I said, I want them to have a season where they're all like rich. They've all like made it. They've and got they can lose, lose it later. Yeah, sure. Just do one season where it's like the, oh, do you remember the season where they all got super rich? Right. Yeah. Veep and Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones. No real curveballs there. No, I guess not. There, there were some curveballs throughout the show, though. Like yeah. there, there were some things that yeah, I don't the, think people expected. Definitely. Yeah. Like Rami Malek and Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tatiana Maslany. The uh, the other thing we forgot to mention about about Jimmy Kimmel's performance was when Matt Damon came out. That that was really funny. It was. I was thinking like, how much do Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon actually truly love each other for them yeah. to be able to keep up that bit for so long? They are very good friends. I They're think. committed to. They that have bit. something like every year. Oh yeah, with both of them, if not it. a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually I didn't think Matt Damon looked that good. I thought he looked kind of beefy, but he's a great guy. He's he, just a, a lovable person. Totally. Yeah. Straight up asshole. A mass hole? Yeah, like Massachusetts, like <laughs> sports fan. Okay, we call them mass holes sometimes. Right, of course. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's all the stuff I got. We're at a minute. We're at an hour seven. Yeah. I'm not gonna edit this one. I thought it was fine. Let's do it straight unedited. There you go. You I got... talked to my friend Brent. He liked it. We're good to go. <laughs> he's our. He's really our uh, our main critic. Yeah. And he gives us good reviews, so I like. He does. That. Thanks. And Brent. my friend Alex is still listening in Denmark, so. Oh, right. We're international. Yeah. I forgot about that. International. Thanks, international. <laughs> um, we didn't really go off uh, off our plan very much. We talked about like TV and movies all night. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Not so professional. That's it. We that's had the game is. plan down. You scolded me before we did the episode and said, stick to the script this time. Man. Stop talking about your personal life. Yeah, exactly. Because you're always doing that. That's me. All right, man. Well, uh... Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Will Smith because he argues with Stephen Colbert. That's right. Never, never trust Stephen Colbert. Never trust. You never know. Stephen that guy played a character Colbert. for a lot of years. Yeah, that's true. He could easily manipulate people. That's right. Um, Michael B. Jordan is the future. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, I, I, I like that as a phrase. Michael yeah. B. Jordan is the future. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. good. Let's stick with it. And in spite of the air getting cooler, never go outside. Never go outside. Never go outside.